I would love to forget about the word perfect sometimes <laughs> because、mm-hmm. I feel like it's the very reason why I stay stuck or why I don't do anything, you know?、Mm-hmm. So, on today's episode, we're going to dive into how positivity can turn into toxicity. And I know that sounds contradicting because oftentimes we think positivity is the only way to grow or solve conflicts, but each of us has had firsthand experience how the idea of perfection has broken or kept us, kept us stuck. And for me, that's that when I have an idea, I don't do it because I think it has to be a certain way or I think it has to be perfect. Or even when I have progress in something I'm working on, my inner critic is always there to stop it because of that idea of always being perfect or everything has to be a certain way. But for you, how are, when are some times that you felt like being perfect has stopped you or it's hurt you in a way? Oh, especially as an author. You know, writing is my baby. I think the more you care about something, it seems like the less risk we are willing to take, which is always fascinating. It's an interesting concept. It's a form of self sabotage in a way. But for me, I'll write a book for and have it sitting there for a very long time. And in my head, I'm like, it has to be perfect. There can't be any typos. I just go through these c y c l e of thoughts, and it's the reasons why I can't do it, you know? Because what it does is it creates so much overwhelmment and anxiety that I'm not actually, you know, working towards my goal. Because, you know, it's like, okay, like if you need to edit, go ahead and edit. But no, because I need it to be perfect, I sit there in front of my laptop and I don't edit. So, as you can start to see the cycles of, you know, kind of like stopping ourselves when we try to be perfect versus, okay, this is the best I can do and my best is good enough. I think it all even comes down to that last point you said that my best is good enough. And I feel like it stems from always feeling like we're not worth it, you know,、yeah. that we're not worthy of achieving our dream or we're not worthy of writing that next book or creating that next piece of content. And we are both also very creative people. Do you feel like our creativity, like being so creative, is oftentimes what keeps us stuck? Like the very fact that we have so many ideas? I think so. Yeah. I, personally, my own belief is that. My creativity came out of a coping place. That's where it came for me. The ability to create worlds and stories. This started from childhood. Whenever I was in a scary situation, I could always escape to this magical make believe place that I had created in my head. And while it makes for a great, you know, author on one hand, on the other hand, what tends to happen is. I tend to disassociate and you know, have these moments where I need to, especially as an adult, I need to be present. I need to be here. And here I am, off in la la land, a million thousand miles away. So, <laughs> definitely, I think, I think the healed version of me, I have this theory that the healed version of me will, not, will be less creative or creative in a different way, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. It's almost as if, like, you feel like the healed version of you will create in such a different way that it doesn't know anymore. Because, like you said, if creativity is coping 
it's almost yeah. like our outlet you know that's where we go that's what we do and it comes out a certain way when we're in times of hurt or in times where things are very you know confusing i know for me and this this is something so small but it, it's like a direct component of it when i'm having a really chaotic day i oftentimes want to like scribble the same pattern over and over and over again yeah. versus on a day when i'm more calm i might draw like flowing lines so being a creative person it even shows with the smallest things you know right exactly. that, that that creativity is really coping you said something that really stuck out to me and you said the healed version of me and i thought that that could bring up a very interesting point do you feel like the healed version of you lives within you or is she separate from you um i definitely feel like she lives within me I think it's a process of courage, of trust, and a lot of encouragement to kind of coax her to flourish, to bloom, to come out. I think that's what it is in my experience. I feel like she was always there. She's always been there, just buried under all this debris, all this cognitive distortions, under all this pain and trauma. And it takes a lot of courage, and I think that's personally what I lack at moments, a lot of trust and belief in myself, belief that I can do this, that I can overcome the hard obstacles of having anxiety and depression and dealing with life as a millennial <laughs> and all the things that come with it. Yeah. So definitely. Oh, yeah. And that that's like the key point there is like trusting yourself. And I know that that's a topic I've been working on a lot lately is where it's sometimes that I think like, where did I lose trust in myself? Mm. And I feel like I almost got caught on that question. Where did I lose it? As if it's a key that I have to find, you know? Yeah. Um, but like you said, that that heel version is inside. I feel like that key is inside of me. It's just that mm. I lost it somewhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we have to go inside to find it. And ironically, this past week, I did a... Um, an experience with the life coach that I've been working with and we did something called parts integration where it was uniting two parts that are inside of you that need to be healed or have clarity and as we were doing it she used one of my hands to represent my young self and one of my hands to represent my older or adult self and mm. like you said it was living inside I didn't realize that those two were living inside but they were so separate that yeah. that's what was what was creating so much friction or so much problems that I didn't believe that the two could trust each other, you know, and so I lost trust in myself. And it was so um, enlightening to realize that through this realization that I could put them together. And so when you said the whole the heel version of me lives inside of me, it reminded me of that experience I had a few days ago, because oftentimes I think that we believe that the version ourselves that we want to achieve isn't here yet but they're mm -hmm. here you know they're hidden they're they might be under some dirt or under some ideas or under some judgment that we put there ourselves you know but they're there and they're cheering us on in the background and i think it's easy to forget that you know absolutely i completely and wholeheartedly agree um i think for me for building the trust um and everyone's journey is going to be different, mind you. I'm going to say that. Yeah. But for me, it's about calming the inner child in me because so much of my roots of pain and trauma come from my childhood and the younger version of me. I think she's the scared one. I think she's the one 
who battles with anxiety and depression. I don't think the older version of me and who I am in the present does. Mm -hmm. So whenever um, I have life experiences or whenever I have something really hard, I have to refer back to my younger child and kind of uh, calm her, kind of be like this force within me that can convince her that it's safe now, that she can trust this, that she can trust me, that I'm now at the age where I can handle things. Like you're not this little helpless girl anymore. So for me, and I, again, everyone is different. And as you go on your own self-love journeys, you'll see exactly what it is you need and that connection um, that you were talking about between younger and older self or present self. Um, yeah. So as I said, I do think there has to be a connectivity. I do think there has to be a healing of the mind, body, and soul. Oh, and that's the hard part, right? Oh, <laughs> it's finding, Yeah, finding the balance between all those different factors, younger, older, body, soul, um, yeah. even how you feed yourself. Like, it's, it's almost crazy to think about all these aspects that go into it. But even then, I think it's so beautiful that at least like like you said everyone's different but that when you're on your healing journey when you start to see that a lot of the root is in childhood and that if we can learn how to hold and how to embrace and how to hold space for our younger child that that will reveal to us as an adult what we need to do yeah. you know and during this um again back to the experience that i just had with the life coach the most interesting thing was that she asked me she was like do you believe that your younger self and your oldest self, they can be together now? And when she said that, my hand separated, like my finger separated. And I didn't even think of doing that. And I thought it was so crazy. I felt like she was doing almost magic on me for a second. But it was inside of me. Like my, my subconscious separated my two fingers because inside I still have a fear to fully hold and fully embrace the hurt that I experienced as a child and how that has affected me so it's very it's it's just crazy how much is even stored in our bodies or in our subconscious um, when it comes to trusting ourselves fully and I know you also spoke of you know your struggles with anxiety and and depression and for myself as well um, right now I've been living with a lot of agoraphobia or panic disorder and that the the mere reason for that or a big part of it is loss of trust that I don't trust that I can get through an episode by myself or that I don't trust that I can go to the store by myself and that has come from such a like dysregulated nervous system and it's so crazy how long it takes to heal a distressed um, nervous system have you ever felt that way like have you felt like you've had to heal your body to not react in a certain way oh absolutely you know battling anxiety at its worst you know it literally makes you feel crazy you feel like you're about to lose it you know Mm -hmm. um so for me what i've done is again having a self-awareness and having a therapist have been so insightful so helpful I always recommend it to my sunbeams and anyone in my life, truly. But to help us start to realize and understand where this fear is coming from, 